0: Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of joy and purpose. I'm your host, Julie Clough. This is Episode 5, Changing a Bad Attitude. In this episode, we're going to talk about what is a bad attitude, what causes it, and how you can change it if you choose to. So, have you ever heard Change Your Attitude? Oh my gosh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that throughout my life, I would be a rich woman. Um, as a kid, that demand was directed at me a lot. How about you? Did you hear that too? Uh, But it was never easy. In fact, I'm pretty sure I failed 99.9% of the time. Years later, I was able to break down what exactly it took to change my attitude. I think first you have to know what is an attitude. Because an attitude is a combination of feelings, mostly bad feelings, right? And behaviors, maybe less than desirable behaviors. Picture yourself with a bad attitude, You probably know what that looks like. What were you feeling? What were your behaviors? Maybe you were feeling rebellious, discouraged, surly, disgusted, unhappy, even angry. Behaviors could be eye rolls, slamming doors, angrily throwing things, sulking, stomping feet, yelling. Before we can change that bad attitude, we have to really think about Where are all those feelings and behaviors coming from? If you're a mother who's lost children, I can guess that maybe some of the bad attitude has come from your discouragement, your sadness, those negative feelings that we have after we lose someone that we love. It took me a long time to figure this out, that where those feelings and behaviors were coming from were really my thoughts. It's coming from my thoughts. Here's some thoughts that could create a bad attitude. Life isn't fair. I shouldn't have to do this. No one likes me. I feel so misunderstood. You're mean to me. Why can't everyone leave me alone? Have you had any of these thoughts yourself? I bet you have. I, I know I have. Um, it can seem like this is just part of the bad attitude, but it comes first. The thought comes first before what we uh, label as a bad attitude. The bad attitude wouldn't exist without first the thought. I know, let's sit, sit with that one for a minute. But um, take the thought away and it all goes away. If you, let, let's just take, for example... Um, I feel, I feel so alone. So if you feel alone, that's a thought, um, you're, you're feeling alone, but your thought is I'm so alone, right? If you didn't have that thought, if you had a thought of I'm enjoying the time that I spend with myself, or I have friends. And if I choose to reach out to them, I can think about how that changes the feeling when you think those thoughts instead, to change the attitude, then we need to change the thought. Have you heard of Byron Katie? I, she's one of the one of the authors that I, I really enjoy reading because she has some interesting perspective and she's gone through some difficult things and she's learned to really identify what's causing her anxiety and depression and so forth. And one of the questions she likes to ask is, is it true? So let's take that same thought. I have no friends. Let's take a thought, you know, similar to, I, I feel so lonely. Um, I have no friends. Is it true? If you really thought about it, is that totally true? Can you find evidence to the opposite? Can you find evidence that you do have friends If you've been think, if you've been practicing a thought for a long time, it may have become a belief. A belief is really only a thought that's been practiced over and over and over again. And if you, if that becomes a belief, you may have gathered a lot of evidence for that negative belief, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So kind of turn it around when you think something and think, can I find evidence to the opposite? of what I'm thinking that's causing my bad feelings. Again, I have no friends. Can you find evidence that you do have friends? And, and really search for it. I mean, it's, sometimes this isn't easy. I mean, if you're in the middle of, of feeling particularly down, sometimes it's not easy to turn that around and go, you know, if I was really honest with myself, I have friends, I mean, look at my neighbor. If I needed something, she'd be here for me. What about my friend at church that I see? We don't do a lot together, but I know that she cares for me and would be there for me if I needed something. So gently ask yourself, what evidence exists that the negative thought that I'm having is not true? Turn it around. What evidence exists that the opposite is true? Shift the thought, even if it's just life's not fair and that's okay. I don't have any friends and that's okay. Just adding the and that's okay will help us to feel a little better. Can you feel the shift? Let's take a closer look at some of the thoughts that may be causing a bad attitude, um, causing those strong negative feelings, causing those negative responses and behaviors possibly. Um, One might be I feel so misunderstood. So this is a real interesting statement because a lot of times in our in the way we talk, we say, I feel so misunderstood. Um, I feel lonely. I, or I feel um, alone. I feel, and we say I feel, but really the thought is, a th- it's, it's actually a thought. I feel so misunderstood. The actual feeling that goes with that might be frustration. It might be, loneliness, it might be, I don't know, you think what, what feeling comes up for you when you think I feel so misunderstood. Um, the thought would be, I am so misunderstood. So let's turn that around. Is that true? Can you absolutely know that that's true? Can you absolutely know that you are misunderstood? Is it possible that there are people that understand to some extent what you're trying to express? Or it could be, I'm so misunderstood and that's okay. That's another way of taking that strong, that thought that creates a strong feeling and turning it and softening it a little bit. Um, Here's another one, I shouldn't have to do that. So here again, is that true? So, this is an interesting one because a lot of times we say, I have to do this, I have to do that. And the interesting part about it is, do you really have to? I mean, really, do you really have to? You know, a lot of times we think, um, well, I have to go to work. But the reality is, you could get up one morning and not go to work. The problem with that is you live with the consequences of it. So, in reality, you're thinking, I shouldn't have to do that. I don't want to have to go to work. But the reality is, you do want to go to work because you don't want to live with those negative consequences. It's an interesting little turnaround. And it might take a minute to wrap your head around that. But sometimes when I think, I think when we say, I shouldn't have to, or I have to do this, I have to do that, really think about it. Do you really have to? So I've started turning that around a little bit into, I want to do that because I want the result of doing it, or I don't want the negative consequence of not doing it. So there really is the consequence is what's causing you to to want to do it. And sometimes we twist that in our mind and think we shouldn't have to. So I think when you think about I shouldn't have to, or I have to do this, or um, if you can think instead, do I really have to? I mean, is it true that I have to do this or that I shouldn't have to do this? So those are just interesting thoughts. If you've had a recent loss, your feelings and emotions are going to be very strong, as you know, because you're living with that. And right now, it's just a, a, a moment to process those emotions and start to just observe your thoughts. We have a offer on our website at buildalifeafterloss.com. And I walk you through some exercises that can kind of help you to start recognizing your thoughts. And then once you start recognizing your thoughts, you can choose the thoughts that serve you and those that don't. Also, if you've had a recent loss, or even if it hasn't been recent, and you're having some negative feelings, some what, you know, what we might consider negative feelings, negative emotions, that's okay. Like you can choose you can be conscious and intentional about choosing to have those feelings and those emotions right now, and sit with those and process them. It's a it's a very emotional time when you've experienced a loss, and even even um, years later, you can have emotional times that are tied to the loss that you've experienced so we can choose. It's not always that we oh identify a negative thought and then we say, "Oh, I don't, you know, I've got to turn it around. I can't I can't feel a negative feeling. No, that's not true. You can feel a negative feeling. It's completely natural and normal to grieve, to have negative feelings. But when we identify them and we make a choice, we make a conscious choice that we're going to feel Bad about this right now, that we're going to feel sad, that we're going to feel even depressed because of a loss. If you've lost a child, that's a significant event in your life, and you miss that child, and you love that child, and you still love that child. You still have a relationship with that child, that son, or that daughter. So choose what you're going to think, choose how you're going to feel about it and be okay with it and be kind to yourself, be compassionate. Here's another um, thought that we often have. She should have done, you know, fill in the blank. And this is another interesting thought that creates some negative feelings because we've got expectations for other people. And especially when you've experienced a loss, sometimes we have expectations about how people are going to respond to our loss. So if we were going to use that turnaround, is it true? Byron Katie actually would tell you that if you want to argue with reality, and the reality is maybe they're not doing what you think they should be doing. If the reality is they're not doing that thing that you expect them to do, then we're arguing with reality. So we really should turn that into, she should do that thing. She should do whatever it is she's doing because that is what she's doing and there's no point in arguing re- with reality. And, and the other part about that is, and, and we'll talk more about um, our expectations for other people because I think that's a big part of what creates some of the additional pain that we create for ourselves I've introduced a lot of new concepts today and you may or may not be okay with these concepts. It may not ring true for you and, and that's okay. Um, I, I hope that it made you think and possibly gave you some tools or some ideas of some things that you might consider going forward. If you've enjoyed Build a Life After Lost podcast, uh, go to iTunes and, and give us a review. We would love to hear your feedback.